It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Welcome on in to the 55th, a.k.a. the Donnie Jones. No, I'm just kidding. It's the Brandon Graham edition of the Counterpoint Podcast, brought to you by the Go Birds Pod, and as we call it in the Counterpoint Podcast, the GB's Pod. On today's episode, we have Jack's rundown. Uh, Got to get into some very, very important stuff. Even though it was, a, you know, it's been like I don't know, it's been like what two months since the Eagles have played. Play on Thursday night, while it's great, and you get it out of the way, and you get the win against the Giants out of the way, it sucks from a fan standpoint because you got to wait forever until you can watch the Eagles again. I feel like I haven't watched the Eagles in like two months. Like I don't know if they're good anymore. I don't know if Doug, Doug Peterson is still the head coach. But but even though it's been like two months since the Eagles have played. We still have a chance to break out the Carson Wentz Chubb meter. We will get into that. Uh, we're also going to roast the Carolina Panthers. Do a little Carolina Panthers version of the Counterpoint Podcast. I got some. I got some takes on on, on Carolina, that, that that fraudulent organization down there. Um, we got to go in the trust tree and talk about Cam Newton's smile. Of course, we have the CP mailbag and what's the line saying is back and fresh because I was cold heading into the Vikings game. Um, although I did say that. I, I, I thought it was a Vikings line, even though I thought the Eagles were going to win. So, I, I, I hedged, but in my gut, I knew what the line was saying. Um, and obviously, last week, the, the episode came out after the Giants game, so there was no what's the line saying, which is on me. All right. Let's get a Jack's rundown. Um, so, really, you know, not not crazy week. I thought there was going to be a trade this week. Howie is is on my hot seat. I mean, we, we talked about that last week. There's a, there's a holy triumvirate. Going on with the Eagles, you have you have Carson Wentz, the franchise quarterback, superstar, culture changer. You have Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning head coach, and also all of Philadelphia's dad. And then you have the mastermind that put it all together, and that's Howie. And right now, it's time for Howie to shine because everyone else is doing their part. So I thought this was gonna be Howie week. I thought I thought this was gonna be you know Howie's Howie's moment. Or twelve days. From the trade deadline, I wake up every day excited, thinking about what Howie Roseman's going to do, because it's going to be glorious. I don't know what it is yet, but I feel like a kid on Christmas waiting for Howie Roseman's trade to come down. That may sound weird, but what, but just thinking about what Howie Roseman is going to do, I just get excited. Like a, like a kid thinking about what he's going to get for Christmas. Is it going to be Le'Veon? Is it going to be Carl Joseph? Is it going to be Amari Cooper? Is it going to be D-Jack? Is it hopefully not going to be shady? <sighs> Best time of the year. Howie season. 
Um, all right, but let's get to some more important things here. The first important thing is that EDP was kicked off YouTube. And thank God, because that dude was an embarrassment to all of Eagles fans out there. Like, if you couldn't see that EDP was a total fraud, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it was so easy to see through his false bravado fake act that he would put on and he was just disgusting and he was disgusting to uh he was like people were, thought he was like the representative of all of eagles fans and it's like the dude fucking lives in in bakerfield california or whatever he he's never even been here ike reese is coming in the middle of my podcast which is embarrassing talking about edp 445 jackie punks <laughs> what's up brother uh, come on man edp 445 you know who that is yes he got kicked off YouTube. He did? Yeah. He's a fraud. For what? For he, he took an eagle's towel and wiped his butt on, on YouTube, which oh, is disgusting, wow. isn't it? Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Either way. big EDP, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about the same guy. Yeah, he's gross. I haven't seen him on Twitter in a while. Well. He might have got kicked off Twitter, too. He probably huh? did. He probably did. Yeah, there's, there's a line that you don't can't cross. You can go up to it. But don't go over the line. He went over the line. Yeah, he went he, over he, the Many line. times. Yes. Many times. All right, Jackie Park. All right, thanks, Mike. Good cameo. Listen, that's a pro bowler right there. Big big fan of the CounterPoint podcast. Um, but, yeah, EDP's off YouTube, and I, I, it's great. It's a great day for the Eagles fan base. No longer are we going to have to see this guy try to act like he's the face of, of Eagles fans when he's never even been to Philadelphia. I think he's been to Philadelphia once in his entire life, and he's just... Like the the fake outrage over Eagles losses was just like, like come on man, like this isn't even real. I don't know. I I was not a big EDP guy, and I'm not sad to see him go. Uh, also, I was thinking about this week, um, last year's Carolina game, and it was at that moment last year during that Carolina game after they won, where I remember I was here at the stadium, and it went uh, the it went final, Eagles win. Even though Pete Morelli literally tried to hand the game to the Panthers, remember that one one penalty against the Eagles. Meanwhile, there was like eleven. Uh, uh, no, there was one penalty for the on the Panthers and eleven against the Eagles. Like it was it was the biggest rig job I'd ever seen in an NFL game. And guess what? It didn't work, Pete. Um, but that was the first moment where it was like, wow, this team might be like legit. Legit good. Um, they went on the road, like because the year before they went on the road in Carolina, and Sam Bradford wet himself, and it was just awful. It was awful. But last year, it was after that game because it was a it was a it was a, it was a nationally televised game on a short week, and Carson Wentz won a road game, and the Eagles won a road game, and the defense traveled to a place that had, had kind of haunted them for a couple years there. It's a tough road environment, and, and Cam's tough to stop at home, and. They went down there and won that game, and I remember after they won, I couldn't I couldn't sleep the entire night. Like I I left here, I left here around like one one thirty two. I was just walking down Market Street, just clapping and just to myself, just smiling and being so happy because I thought that this was the moment for this team. I had to get up in like four hours, and me and Jill drove to drove to uh, Bar Harbor, Maine, where uh, I decided not to go on hard trails because I didn't want to get hurt and ruin my chances of winning a Super Bowl. So I was thinking about last year's Carolina game and how much that symbolized uh, a turn for this Eagles team. And it feels like it feels like that Giants game last week was kind of like the Cardinals game last year. 
where they just destroyed a bad team and then went down to Carolina and really just started rolling. I mean, they beat Arizona 34-7 to and then beat Carolina, started getting on a roll, uh, beat Washington by 10, and then it was San Francisco-Denver, just started at Dallas 37-9, just started laying the freaking smackdown um, and, and went on a run. So uh, last year's Carolina game was a special moment for, for, for me, and I just I, when I saw the Panthers on the schedule, obviously I was like, well, throwback. Uh, also, time. Listen, the fact that we can break out the Carson Wentz Chubb meter since the Eagles haven't played in two months is pretty crazy. Because, listen, Carson Wentz. There's a case to be made that Carson Wentz is the most impactful athlete in the history of Philadelphia. Not only has Carson Wentz changed the culture of the Eagles. I know he didn't win the Super Bowl, but Carson Wentz was the guy that kind of changed the culture of the Eagles, got them thinking about, listen, we're going to win a Super Bowl now. Like, I, I am the guy. I will take you there. And the team was loaded, and Nick Foles took him to the promised land. But now, Wentz is walking around with Mike Trout in Haddonfield. So not only, not only is Carson Wentz solely responsible for turning around the Eagles and helping them win a Super Bowl, but he's also... His friendship, his kinship with Mike Trout is going to land the best baseball, one of the five greatest baseball players of all time back in the city of brotherly love. That's how impactful Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz is such a bro that he wants to, that he can impact two franchises. Name another athlete in the entire city's history that has ever directly impacted the outcome of two teams in the city. I can't think of one. I didn't think I was going to have to break out the Carson Wentz chub meter. But seeing pictures of him with Mike Trout and his wife and Carson and his wife just made me like that I didn't I didn't plan on having a chub, but bang, I got a chub. Like it was a, it was an instant chub. It was like, "Oh, it moved. It moved when I saw Carson and Trout together." Because that's I needed a lot of things. I needed a Super Bowl. I fucking need Mike Trout in Philadelphia. I need it almost more than I need life itself. And the fact that Carson Wentz has the ability to change the outcomes of two franchises. Like there's just there's no more impactful athlete in the city of in the history of the city. I rest my case. Carson Wentz Chubb meter just busting out this week when he's hanging out with Mike Trout. And and it's going to be broken out a lot on Sunday because Carson's just starting to peak now. So watch out. Well, let's take it. Let's let's roast the Panthers real quick. I like I like doing a little uh, a reverse counterpoint, but it's about the other team where we can just really lay into them. Cause I got I got my confidence back. I got my cockiness back last week. It was it was gone. It was it was down heading into the Giants game. It was like if we fucking lose to this Giants team. I don't think counterpoint can even exist because counterpoint thrives off of being cocky. So let's get back to it. Anyway. Here's some straight facts about the Carolina Panthers. One, Christian McCaffrey doesn't take long enough strides to be an elite running back in this league. Alshon Jeffrey is what Carolina fans think Devin Funches is. Greg Olson should be put out the pasture along with Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. In about two years, the Carolina Panthers are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to have Christian McCaffrey. They're going to have Cam Newton. 
They already have a dog shit offensive line. The pillars of their defense are going to be gone. Julius Peppers will probably still be playing. Everything is pointing towards the Carolina Panthers being one of the worst teams in the NFL in about two years. And deep down inside, I think Panthers fans know that. Doug Peterson is what Carolina fans wish Ron Rivera is because Riverboat Ron is a total sham and has never been true. The guy has no balls. He has doesn't even, I don't like the guy. I, there there are there are bad, just bad nicknames, like ill-fitted nicknames for a lot of things in sports. Like big big game James Shields, he's thrown one big game in his life, and he's he has one of the worst postseason ERAs of all time. Riverboat Ron. Is a is is has absolutely no balls. That guy shrivels under any kind of pressure ever. Doesn't go like he's Riverboat Ron is a fucking sham. And Carolina fans know this. They know he's not the coach. And they think that Riverboat Ron is what Doug Peterson is, which is a big balls coach that is aggressive and, and will will step on a throat. Riverboat Ron will never do that. Because Riverboat Ron has no balls. And that was Roasting Caroline. All right, let's hop into the trust tree because I got to say, I don't think there's anything more aggravating in sports than going against the cam smile. The cam smile is, is the single most frustrating thing as a sports fan to go against because like, especially like if you're t- like, let's, let's picture this. Your team's losing by 10. He has the ball, and and it's in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. A first down probably ices the game. And he scrambles to the right and, and busts out a first down and does his little like cam thing, his cam smile thing. Like, the, 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 nothing in sports makes me more angry than the cam smile and uh, as a fan and watching it and the visceral reaction. It's like, it's like for me, it's one, the cam smile – and and two, it's the Zeke feed me. Like the Zeke feed me <laughs> drives me up a fucking wall. But the Cam smile, it's like he's looking directly at me and saying, I got you. And I don't like when Cam Newton looks me right in the eye and says, I got you. So I've thought about the Cam smile. I've already kind of gotten myself a little worked up thinking about the Cam smile. I don't want to see the Eagles down on Sunday so he can unleash a cam smile on me because I'm not going to be ready for it and I don't want to see it at all. The cam smile is the single most aggravating thing to go against as a, as a, as a sports fan and in the heat of the moment of an NFL game. And frankly, I'll be very angry if he breaks it out on Sunday. All right, let's get to the counterpoint mailbag, which you can always email at counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. We got a bunch of important topics to discuss. Starting with Rebecca Smith, who uh, chimed in last week about how her husband is uh, not supportive of her, of her Eagles fandom, and she has to watch Eagles games at the bar and her Dawkins jersey, which she didn't know if she should bring out of retirement. Anyway, here she goes. Um, all right, quick update. Since the pod didn't come out before the game on Thursday, I didn't I didn't pull the Doc jersey out of retirement in time. However, I did give up the I did give up the Eagles gear altogether and actually wore my Philly versus everybody hoodie. And dear God, if it didn't work. I wore it on top of my jersey a lot last year since Colorado is a frozen hellscape in winter and I'm constantly cold. So I'm guessing it retains some of the magic. 
Also, possibly similar similar situation to you wearing Phillies gear. Also, thank God I was able to watch this game on regular cable. Here's to hoping most of the upcoming games will be too. We'll also try finding streaming on Reddit if not. I never thought of that before. Thanks again. Yeah, maybe the key is for, like, maybe the trust tree is such a magical place. And the only way you can really activate the trust tree is if you don't wear Eagles gear on game day. Maybe that's it. For me, I have to wear Phillies gear. For her, she has to wear her Philly versus everybody hoodie. Maybe that's, maybe that's cracking the case of the trust tree. I don't know. From Andrew Johnson. As a master of takes, in your opinion, what is the best and worst take about the Eagles so far this season? Well, I hate to do it to him, but the worst take so far this season has been uh, by our boy ESP that Alshon won't make this offense better. Um, not only, not only is Alshon very much a wide receiver one, he is he has changed his offense. He's allowed everyone to fall into a role, and also he's playing pretty like pretty freaking good. Like he looks quicker than last year, um, and he just like him and Wentz are starting to get that that Rodgers esque. Throw down with the with the back shoulder stuff. I, it's only going to get better from here on out with with Alshon back and how how much he changes his offense and makes it more fun. So I'd say I'd say ESP's Alshon won't make this offense any better. Take is, is probably the worst take so far this season. And I think the best take was by me saying that the Darren Sproles injury was a blessing in disguise because I don't like when Darren Sproles plays because I feel like uh, Doug just tries to force feed him and it kind of just changes up the game plan and doesn't really get into a flow. With with Darren Sproles, so I think I think that's the best take so far. Don't want to pat myself on the shoulder, but eh, sometimes you got to do it. From Smarty Jones, from the 2010 season through last year, I wore a Brent Selleck jersey while watching Eagles games, excluding primetime games. When I go back to a throwback Carmichael, uh, with the Super Bowl victory and the retirement of the player, I decided to retire the Selleck jersey from active duty. Rather than getting a new jersey, I've gone I've just gone with a variety of Eagles T-shirts, except for primetime games when I wear the Carmichael jersey. Obviously, we've had uneven results for Sunday games, and I'll be honest, it doesn't really feel like the game day. It doesn't really feel like game day if I'm not putting on a jersey before sitting down to watch. But I'm not sure what to do. I'm considering using the Carmichael jersey full time, but that feels like when a team takes a role player and tries to expand what it does. <laughs> it, it it often doesn't work out and diminishes what he was good at in the first place. I considered getting a new jersey, but there's no one player who I feel the connection with, or who I think will have that much longevity to make a purchase a jersey purchase worthwhile. My other option is to bring the Selleck jersey out of retirement, but that doesn't feel quite right either. What are your thoughts? Well, I think we've learned one thing. It's that you should probably wear Phillies gear. <laughs> or, so, or something not something not equals related. Because for me, that's what, that's what works for me. Um, ultimately, you got to do what works for you. I don't think you should pull Carmichael out. I mean, you and, you and the Harold Carmichael jersey have a very special connection like it's that is your jersey you wear on primetime games that's when you know a bit that's like it's like when joe back joe buck calls a baseball game that's when you know the game means something so i feel like the carmichael jersey you you have to keep in retirement i feel like the brenton selick jersey that had its run it had its run it was was a good run with the selick jersey you 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 won a super well i'm sure you you did you wear the carmichael jersey when they won the super bowl i would think you've had to have that would make the most sense um if you needed a jersey, if we're looking longevity wise, like I think, obviously Wentz, but everyone has a Wentz jersey, so it's like, uh, you know, what's the what's even the point? Um, Clement, I think Clement, I think Clement has a chance to be like a, I think he's a chance to go down as like the the underappreciated legend of this Eagles run. Um, from Pat G. 
Jack, I love your content, but I've taken umbrage at the notion that you shouldn't go to a bar to watch the game. I go to a bar in D.C. where the owner is from Philly. He understands the most important part of a cheesesteak is the bread, and there are diseased Eagles fans around me, several of which are in the trust tree. While there are, <laughs> there are a few chronic Go Birds abusers, generally everyone there is just way too into the Eagles. Plus, we haven't won a game this year that I've, that I've not gone to the bar for. Does this mean that me and the other trust trees are excommunicated from bar, for bar watching? Um, okay, so... I think I have to redo my my bar take. If you're if you're basically it comes down to the Xfinity Live thing. Like the Xfinity Live thing just pisses me off when people are like, Yeah, we'll go tailgate and then we'll go to Xfinity Live. It's like that's not that's not what you do. Like that's not being an Eagles fan. And actually, I'm in this conundrum this weekend as well. So and I forgot to talk about this. I should have brought this up on Jack's rundown. So this this Sunday, the the Panthers left guard Greg Van Rotten is a is a family friend of Jill's, so I like I I sort of know him, and there's this tailgate, there's this tailgate um, for him with his family and Jill's family, and, and it's all down there. But it, 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 we're not going to go into the game; we'd just be tailgating and then going home. So I'd miss some of the game, and honestly, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know if I should go to the tailgate and. And and risk missing the beginning of the game, or just DVRing the game and then watching a little bit later. Should I go that route, or should I not go to the tailgate, not be <laughs> supportive of a of a family friend, and, and go down that route? I feel like a lot of people are expecting me to do the 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 not family thing, which which is pretty on brand for me. I don't know. I'm because I, mean, I don't like I don't like catching up on a game on DVR. I've never done it before. Like I get nervous about doing things I haven't done before. This feels like that. So it. If you listen, I need I need the trust tree right now. I need you to either email or tweet me what I should do. Should I go to the tailgate and and go home and have the game DVR'd and restart from the beginning, or should I skip the tailgate, be a bad family member because I don't want to miss the start of an Eagles game and I will not be in public to watch an Eagles game. Let me know. I need your help. Anyway, back to Pat J. So basically, I just get frustrated when people around here who can just easily watch on uh, at home and not around. Like, I just don't like, I can't be around the takes. Like, the takes just piss me off on them because they're all overreactive and bad. This bar sounds like the the perfect place to watch a game because it, it feels like the owner is 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 like a leader of a trust tree where he's like, I'm not going to allow fraud fans into my bar. Like, this bar is for the the truly diseased Eagles fans that that understand that this is more than just a game. This is a business trip. And respect to that bar owner. I will not excommunicate you from watching the game at a bar. You keep you you keep doing you, Pat. Um, from Brian, um, I'm not sold on the bell to truly. <laughs> wow, that was bad. I'm not sold on the bell to Philly train since Howie is all about building through the draft, and Bell would require too high of a compensation for Howie to give up. Add in the fact that Wentz will be getting a new contract very soon. Keeping high draft picks to surround him with cheap talent long term is a must. Who among the remaining rumored, rumored trade targets do you believe the Eagles will po- acquire before the deadline? And what do you think is a fair trade to acquire them? Um, I got a weird Amari Cooper feeling, um, and I would take Amari Cooper. Like I think like he's obviously had some down years, but he seems like a classic change of scenery guy. I would give him. I would give him a third for him. I would give a fifth for Deshaun Jackson. Um, I think Deshaun kind of fits a need, and I don't think he'd be a locker room problem at all. I think he'd just be happy to come back. Um, Bell. Like the the thing about Bell is like he's not here to to be excited to to lift his team over the top to win a Super Bowl. Bell would be coming here 
just trying to not get hurt and, and just get paid. So that that gives me some caution about going after Le'Veon Bell, to be honest with you. Um, I would rather go after Deshaun or Amari Cooper. And then um, there's a couple interesting running backs. I don't think I, – I would think Marshawn would be really fun, but I don't think he's ever going to leave um, Oakland. So – I don't. I don't think running backs this big of a need is getting a, like an explosive outside receiver and just blowing this thing up. Carl Joseph seems like there's some buzz there. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. It doesn't really move the needle for me. From Klaus Larsen. Hi Jack. I'm from Den. I'm from Denmark and have been an Eagles fan since 2002. I'm going to Wembley to see the Eagles for the first time. But which of my Eagles should I wear? Eagles jersey should I wear? 54 Trotter or 11 Wentz? Thanks for the show from Denmark. Klaus. Um, I would go trot because it shows that you've been an Eagles fan for longer than three years. Like a lot of people have Carson Wentz jerseys, but if you want to really stick out and be like, you know what, that guy's an Eagles fan, wear the trot jersey. Wear the trot jersey. Also, which has worse stadium turf to run on, Wembley Stadium or FedEx Field? I honestly don't know. All right, from Twitter, uh, from Ben Brakes, he sends me the gif of. Michael Scott saying, "Why are you the way you are?" I'm just a I'm just a diseased Eagles fan that needs to talk about the Eagles, and I think about the Eagles a lot, and I think about them in a different way. I don't know. I got a I got a different brain than most people. What do you want me to say, Ben? And that's why I'm talking to you, you out there, because you are fellow diseased Eagles fans, and that's why you like this podcast. <laughs> From Ben Lines, when, if ever, will we see Bearded Carson? Bearded Carson. I feel like that's like a I feel like that's 28, 29-year-old uh, Carson when when kind of the main core is gone and it's kind of just him. Like Ben went through this a little bit, Big Ben, when it was the it was transitioning from Fast Willie Parker and Heinz Ward and Antoine Randall into what it is now, which is A.B. Le'Veon. Like there was that, that transition period. I feel like that's when we're going to get with Carson. Like you know, after Alshon's gone, after Ertz is gone, and it's kind of Carson's show. That's when we're going to see Bearded Carson. I'm here for it. Uh, from Chris Carbo. Um, dear Jack, we all know the Eagles are going to be the next Philly team to win a championship, but how are you feeling about the other teams in town? Any of the others giving you good vibes? Also, we got to we gotta get you a day planner so you can stay on schedule when you give a podcast. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know when I'm going to do podcasts because I thought I was going to do it on Wednesdays, and then I just kind of was doing I was sitting around yesterday. I was like, I don't feel like doing a podcast. And honestly, I was sitting around yesterday depressed because of the Sixers game on Tuesday night, which was infuriating. Um, and I'm very, I'm very down on the Sixers because of how good the Celtics are. So I, I don't have great Sixers vibes unless Markel turns out to be a stud. I've got really positive Phillies vibes. I don't want Manny Machado. I want Bryce Harper um, and Flyers. You're, I mean, you're talking to Jackie Bucks. If you want real hockey knowledge, I'm your guy. I know everything about hockey. It's a super fun sport. Um, big, uh, big Travis Konechny guy. Uh, honestly. I, every year I, I, I tell myself I'm going to get into the Flyers and I can't do it. But I will get into the Flyers eventually. <laughs> um, from John Barber, Jack, are we entering into the golden age of Philly sports or is that a pipe dream? I think if it's entering into the golden age of Philly sports, like this offseason and this Sixer season and this Flyer season is really going to be a telltale of that. Like if, if the Phillies strike out on free agency, no, it is not. If Markel Fultz does not turn into a star or they don't trade for a third start, no, it will not. And I don't know if the Flyers keep developing their prospects and maybe get a goalie. Carter Hart. So maybe if Carter I think the Flyers are like they're they're sneaky set up pretty well. So um but it depends on this. We'll know by twenty nineteen if we're entering into 
a golden age. The, Eagle, the Eagles will be the Eagles forever because of Carson Wentz. Like, I don't ever doubt they're not going to be good for a long, a long period of time. Um, so, yeah. From at Happy Holidays, am I crazy to think uh, with all the crazy rules in the NFL this year, roughing the passer, did the Eagles win the last legitimate Super Bowl? Are we champions forever? Uh, I actually had like a similar thought. Like I'm glad we won it before it turned into like a different NFL. Like that that last Super Bowl felt like the last like NFL Super Bowl. And like I'm worried about I'm worried about the strike possibly coming up in like 2020 something. Um, I'm worried about that. I just feel like the, the thank God they won it when they did. Basically, I'm worried about the the rest of of the NFL. Um, from Corey Enslin for counterpoint, Bartrud has mentioned uh, the Honey Badger as an Eagles fan's ideal potential trade scenario. Do you think this team would be willing to do that deal, and what would it take? Well, if the Texans fall out of it, which it looks like they probably will, because Bill O'Brien's a terrible coach. Um, he's he's a he's unrestricted after the year. I don't really see the reason in them keeping him around. I don't know. Fifth round pick? Fifth round pick for him or Deshaun? I don't know. As a toss-up. Maybe get both. Be fun. Uh, all right. You can always email counterpointmailbag at gmail.com. That's going to do it for the counterpoint uh, mailbag. Finally, uh, what's the line saying? Making its return. And when the, when the line came out, I got very nervous because it was like three, three and a half. And I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna fucking lose, aren't they? Like, they're they're getting fucked by Vegas again because at three, three and a half, like Carolina just went on the road and lost to a Washington team that's depleted. Like Carolina's not that good, and the fact that the Eagles would basically only be a half a point favorite at home, um, coming off of a, a slaughtering of the New York Giants, showed to me that Vegas totally wasn't buying into what the Eagles are doing, but. It has jumped up to five, so it's jumped up a point and a half. Um, it, it feels like an Eagles line. The fact that they, they moved it that much shows that, that a lot of money is coming in on the Eagles, which is kind of shaky, but it's evened out. So I'm not going to say it's a stone Eagles line, um, but at three and a half, I was very, very nervous about um, a potential Pete Morelli special. So um, five, much more comfortable heading into the game, and I will probably be taking that on Sunday because I think Carolina's bad. I don't see any fishy Vegas stuff going on here. And the Eagles continue to roll. I say birds, 27, Panthers, 20. I'll talk to you next week.